Tutors of Life podcast where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 185. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. This is a Tudor episode where we try to teach you something new. Nice. Mm-hmm. We had a stint, a one-week stint of really nice weather. Yes. We're talking like 70s. heat wave. 80s. Tudor so, did get up to the 80s couple It was like days. 86 on Wednesday. It was really nice. <clears throat> We had this stint of serenity. Yep. And now it's fucking 36 degrees. Raining. Gonna snow. Mm-hmm. You know all I can say about that? Wisconsin. Living the dream. We live in, in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, it's pretty gay. Um, <sighs> so, you know, that's kind of life. Mm-hmm. So we went from, we went from like in the 20s, maybe even 10s. To straight up 70 degrees. No, to 85. Like, dude, we, we went from, like, like under 20 degrees one week to 85 the next week mm. to now we're back down the 20s and- to 20s this week. Yeah. Well, I think it's only supposed to be 20s in the night. It's 30s during the day. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow's supposed suppose, to be the cold yeah. day, and then it goes back into the 40s, 50s, and then 60s again. I'm just like, how the fuck that happened? Right. Only one time did Sean and I experience a crazy uh, temperature difference when we went from, we were going to Singapore. So my second time to Singapore, Sean's first time. We went from negative 20 degree weather mm-hmm. to 80 degree weather. Yeah. So that was a big difference. 100 degree swing. Yep. It was bad. I was so sick. Mm-hmm. I think the first time I went, it was when it was like negative 40 out because my car wouldn't start. Wow. Um, but we went to Japan first where it was oh, like okay. 40 or 50. But we were all wearing shorts and long sleeves in Japan and they're all wearing like parkas. It was like when we went and visited Sam and Kristen. Yeah, that was another one. Everyone's wearing like jeans or slacks and, and sweaters. Some people wearing coats and you and I are in like shorts and tank tops. Mm-hmm. Like this is heavenly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it makes you appreciate warmer places, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Okay, enough about life, because we're not supposed to do that on here. Why not? That's what talk episodes are for, Sean. I don't care. Um, so, Sean, what are we doing? What are we talking about? Twitter about. Okay. Well, first, Sam and I and Kyle mm-hmm. and some of our family mm-hmm. are 16 days mm-hmm. deep mm-hmm. in 75 hard. Yes, we are. How do you like it? You know, it's not that bad. So far, I I honestly haven't thought it was that bad so far. Yeah, it's really, um, which is interesting because that's what kind of the book talks about. It's really boosted my confidence in a lot of different ways. Um, Like already, in 16 days in. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, Sean and I have each had a couple events we've gone to that we obviously couldn't drink at. Oh, wait. Let's explain 75 Yeah, 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 okay. So 75 hours is 75 days long. Yeah. Uh, We have to do... Two 45-minute workouts. Yep. One has to be outside. Right. Every single day. Yep. We have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction, personal development type of book. Yep. We have to drink a gallon of water. Yep. And take a progress picture every single day. Yep. And then follow a meal plan. Yep. Uh, for 75 days straight. So there's no cheat meals. Right. No alcohol. Yep. No sweets, no junk food. Yep. Um, our... Meal plan hasn't changed too much, which I find, like, he says do something that challenges you. It's kind of what we've already been doing, so. For the last five years, I've been playing around with my diet to find a diet that really works with my body. Mm -hmm. And so, over the last five years, I've found that diet. I follow that diet. We follow that diet to, like, 80%. Yeah. And so, I'm not about to take out the diet that I found works for me. Just it's clean. Yeah. It, it's a clean diet. We uh, pretty 80% of it is, there. it's not processed. It's all whole foods. Yeah. You know, that's our that's our diet. So pretty much all we've done with that is. Clean it up even more. We've cleaned it up. We we took out the junk food. Mm-hmm. So no more junk food. No, no like Sam used to get chips. And pop every once in a while. And pop. No more chips and pop. I used to get pop sometimes too. Yeah. So no more pop for me. Um, no more sweets. Sweets is huge. I used to eat some sort of sweet like every single day. Yeah. Whether it be like I'd stop at Dunkin' and grab my iced coffee, which I always get iced Americano Blacks. So like it's 
nothing for calories or anything. But I would always, I would most of the time get like a donut with it. Yeah. Or if Kyle was out doing something or I was out doing something, we'd stop at Quick Trip and grab like a cookie or a, mm. a little Debbie or, a, you know, something. <clears throat> and so pretty much I'd eat some sort of sweet every day. Yeah. So no more junk, no more sweets. Mm. We just cleaned it all up. Um, and he says in like, uh, so we're going to kind of discuss like the book a little bit or a part of the book. Um, in his book, he talks about too that it should be a meal plan that challenges you. It's challenging us in the way that, like, we depended on those snacks and sweets a lot. That, like, it's been, it's been kind of a challenge for us. Like, every day we do think about, like, oh, it would be just so nice to have a cookie. No, bro. It's been a big fucking challenge. Yeah. So the diet shit, the meal plan, I love it. But it is a challenge every single day because pretty much every night after dinner, we'd have a piece of dark chocolate. Yeah. And now we don't. And so, like, we were programmed to have a piece of dark chocolate every night after dinner. And now that we're not, it's like, fuck. Mm -hmm. And so that chocolate's still sitting in our freezer. Mm -hmm. And so when I open up that freezer every day to to grab some ice or something or to grab some meat out, I'm like, fuck. That'd be nice. Yeah. And so that, like, that is such a massive struggle. Mm -hmm. And so where we really struggled a lot. Or so, so like we've been to a few events. Yep. Here's where I struggled. Four days into the event. Yeah, you had a hard time. I went to a brewery for, for a musky tank mixer. It's an entrepreneur group. So I went there with Ryan. Everybody around me is drinking drinking beer and eating pizza, and I, a brick oven pizza, and I'm sitting here drinking my water. That was fucking challenge number mm-hmm. one. He was smart enough to eat before he went, though. I Yeah, I ate a meal, and then I was drinking a Protein smoothie. Oh, smoothie. A smoothie yeah. on the drive to pound down another 600 calories to hopefully, like, curb that. Didn't help. Didn't, well, it helped, right? It helped because I wasn't hungry. But, like, knowing who I am, mm-hmm. I would just have crushed that pizza and beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've had a few more things. So, like, going down to River Jams. Yeah, for Whiskeria. For Whiskeria, we always get deep eddies and lemonade and lemonade and it was such like a beautiful warm day oh, and it just 75 so degrees refreshing after being out in the hot sun kyle and i fucking roofed all day long nothing sounds better than a fucking deep eddies, deep eddies, eddies lemonade. lemonade and uh and we were drinking water mm-hmm. that was fucking main challenge number two for me yeah that one was hard that was tough and then the third biggest challenge was actually right before that and that was easter went to an easter buffet oh yeah yeah so went to uh, an easter buffet and, you know, we stuck to, like, the fucking, the eggs. The potatoes. The potatoes, the bacon, and, like, the the vegetables. Mm. I think the worst thing we got was biscuits and gravy. Yeah. 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 Which we just had one little biscuit. Yeah, we each had half. Yeah. And, and so I was like, well, where, so, but the hardest thing about that whole thing. Was the table of sweets. There's a table of sweets in the center, just huge. And we're like, yes, yeah, so we can't eat that. <sighs> so we can't eat that. Yep. Um. I will say, like, my so, like, the saving grace for me is I'm trying to put on weight. Mm-hmm. And so I make sure that I'm eating, like, natural shit. So we're, we're not eating, like, processed foods. So yeah. our main diet is, like, keep the processed shit out and we can just eat. Mm. So, like. Down to, like, my coffee creamer, I'm now making by hand. Yeah. And so, yeah, we take out, like, seed oils and we took out, like, all that shit. And so we're eating, like, clean, natural food. But, like, my saving grace, I guess, is um, since I'm trying to put on weight, mm-hmm. I'm not just eating, like, only protein. I'm eating, like, oats with peanut butter yeah. to, like, try and put on weight. I'm eating, like, sourdough bread and peanut butter to try and shit like that. So I still get the sweet aspect of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, Kyle showed me how to make uh, overnight oats with a scoop of chocolate protein. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, fuck, it tastes like goddamn... It I- tastes- it tastes like it shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, it tastes like a cookie. It's so delicious. Dude. Um, our protein powder is probably actually the worst thing that we eat. Yeah, yep. Um, and we choose our protein powder, which is diametized because it's got like the least amount of shit in it, mm-hmm. but still is the most flavorful. And we've been doing that for years. Yeah. Um, which now we discovered I have to switch my flavor, so mm-hmm. I'm very upset. Yeah, because it's food dye. Yeah. Um. But the meal plan, you have to set guidelines before you even start 75 hours. Because right. very easily throughout the whole thing, like, we'd be like, 
oh no this is actually okay mm-hmm. and make it way easier yep so like we set up some i mean the main guidelines were just the same guy we always had take out as much process stuff as we can the um, only process things we allow is our protein shakes yeah and energy like we we only do one type of energy drink yep and our protein shake yep that's the only processed things we eat. Yeah. I started with creamer, but we didn't realize how bad it was yeah. <laughs> until one weekend. And I was like, I feel like I'm cheating. Yeah. So um, I'm finishing up my last bit of... I Last week, I did have a homemade creamer. Yeah. But then we had one little bottle after creamer. And I was like, I might as well finish this. Otherwise, it's going to go bad. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... I think probably... Th- well, probably protein powder and the energy drink. It will be the only processed things in the end of this. So... Yeah. End of this journey. Yeah. So, I mean, that was our big thing is we wanted to, like, for our diet, we wanted to make it very sustainable. Mm-hmm. But Sam and I, we don't we don't struggle with our weight. Yeah. Like, my struggle with my weight is I want to weigh more. Mm-hmm. And so, that was one thing with starting this diet. Because you get to pick a meal plan for your goals. I wasn't going to cut out shit to lose weight because that's so far from my goals. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm eating a lot of fats. I'm eating a lot of carbs and mm-hmm. like I just talked to Sam Jacobs this morning because I've been eating like I've been eating too much protein mm-hmm. and so he told me to take out even more take out protein more protein and add in more fats and carbs, carbs so I can yeah. gain more weight so that's what I'm going to do there which is like f- for how I for how I used to be I feel like I feel like I'm cheating myself by eating more like carbs like more oatmeal and like sweet potatoes and shit like that. I feel like I'm cheating myself because whatever, but I'm trying to bulk. So I kind of got to, I have to like break, because I've always been really big on like lower carbs, high protein. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel the best on that. But I do know if I want to gain weight, I have to break that in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I have to, eat. so I'm, yeah, I'm averaging like 300, 350 grams of carbs a day but i need to get that up a little higher still yeah so and then you probably won't have to eat as much right yeah because right now i'm doing like two two seven five of protein which is too high so i'm going to get my protein down to 210 mm-hmm. 210 220 and i'm going to try to take my pro or my carbs to average out around like 375 400 mm-hmm. yeah and then my my fats i'd let roll high like 175 yeah it'll be interesting what your next blood draw looks like too yeah, I'm really excited. I do know though, like, I'm excited how it goes weight gain this time around with all natural processed foods for my blood draw. Mm-hmm. Because last time I gained weight heavily was not clean. No, it, Sean was eating out every single meal, every single day, and maybe my bloods, except for a breakfast. My bloods were absolutely fucked. I got all fucked up from it. You get pancreatitis from it. Right. And so I'm excited to see because I'll be getting bloods done in. In about two months? Yeah, probably. So I right should, at the end of the program. Yeah, I should really get my bloods done. Yeah, so I'll be excited to see like my bloods at the end of this. How, because I'm, I'm trying to gain eight pounds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot because I'm fairly lean. Mm-hmm. I have a six pack at all times. Yeah, and I mean, we're working out twice a day, so mm-hmm. it makes it harder. So yeah, I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see at the end of it <clears throat> how how my bloods look mm-hmm. with like so many carbs and see if that affect my pancreas at all. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Fun. Yeah. Okay. So, um, where are we going with this? Um, oh, let the, the main struggle with us is we did eat out quite a bit. Um, like getting snacks from quick trip. Or oh like yeah. If we're too lazy to make dinner. We just go get food. So that is like where our struggle is, is now we have to like actually make food at home. I've yep. never had to clean my kitchen so much. Yeah. That has been a huge thing, but Okay, so what I'm already learning with this and what like we're already building on this 16 days in is this. I was at, after jujitsu Friday, we hung out and we grilled out at the gym. Everybody, most of the people there were having a beer afterwards, having a couple beers afterwards. Mm-hmm. There was chips and um, so there's chips and then they're making burgers. There's also a vegetable tray. So usually my ass... Oh, and chips. Do you say That's chips? The chips? Yeah. Usually, my ass would be slipping down a few, couple few beers. Mm-hmm. I'd be eating the chips, and um, 
and I wouldn't even touch that veggie tray. Mm-hmm. But since I'm on, since we're doing 75 hard, and like I told Sarah there, she's like, oh, Sean, you want some chips or a beer or whatever? I'm like, uh, no, I'm doing 75 hard. She's like, damn. She's like, well, there's a veggie tray and uh, some there's beef jerky. And I was like, done, dude, to hold me over till the burgers. And so then... Like, just knowing that, I just drank my water, I ate my vegetables, ate some jerky, um, and then when we came around to dinner, um, when the burgers were done, didn't do the bun, I just ate three patties, just, you know, Mm -hmm. the burger patties, and um, those, like, little hurdles is really making me understand, like, just because everybody around me is doing it doesn't mean I have to do it. And none of them even like said anything about it. No. No one said anything about it. They're like, hey, you want this? I'm like, oh, no, that's all right. I just do it this way. And they're like, oh, cool, man. Mm. Like, um, oh, I was I was saying before we started this, and that reminded me of it. Um, 75 Hard has made me gain so much confidence because I always felt like I needed alcohol to be social. Mm-hmm. Um, so this forces you, obviously, to not be that way. So at West Korea, um, it, it took me a while to get into, like, the mood to start talking to people. But, like, once I started, like, it was very fine, very easy. Um, I also had book club this week, um, which is, like, I think we had 10 of us women. Uh, and usually everyone's pretty much drinking. Luckily, right now, we have two pregnant women, so mm-hmm. they're not drinking. And... So and that like that was like just very easy to flow into conversations with them and like be confident and I was just like oh like this is a lot easier to be sober than I thought oh yeah and that reminds me that was one of my biggest complaints with moving back to Eau Claire my freshman year of college I went to um, MATC uh, Madison Area Technical College in Madison Wisconsin and I my roommates. One of my roommates also went to MATC. My other two went to UW-Eau Claire or UW-Madison. And so we would go to house parties all the time. In my freshman year of college, I didn't drink. Right. I didn't drink any alcohol. People in Madison were so accepting of it. Like, they did not care. Yeah. Like, they were just like, oh, do you want someone to drink? And I'd be like, no, I'm just drinking water. And they're like, okay, yeah, cool. That's fine. Mm-hmm. They let me play, like, beer pong and right. flip cup with drinking water. As soon as I came to Eau Claire, Dude, people pressure you into it. Yeah. They think something is wrong with you if you don't drink. Yeah, dude. A lot of people, even like even like a lot of adults I know, like will pressure me into drinking. And I'm just mm. like, dog, I don't even want to drink, dude. Like, chill on me a bit. Mm. Don't, don't you want to have fun? Don't you want to do this and that? And I'm no. No. Motherfucker, I don't. Yeah. And there's a lot of times like over many years, over many last, like over many years, I've, like, thought that a lot, like, oh, going somewhere. Like, I don't actually want to drink because, like, I want to train this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want to drink because I want to get up the next morning and train or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And you go and everyone's just, like, pressuring the shit out of you to drink. And um, you just you just end up caving. Um, but now we can't cave. And I'm like, fuck, dude. I don't even, like, after 75 hard and stuff, already knowing, like, I don't have to cave. Yeah. I can just, like... I don't have to have a beer. Mm. There's like eight of us in a group that are doing it right now. And two of them have even said like, there's like, I don't know if I'm going to drink again after this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they they are like, I guess I don't know how. I mean, Mar- Margo's older, so mm. I could see it like once you're in your like 40s, 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, I do kind of want to try though, going like out with some friends. Like to the bar and just drinking water and see how it goes. So I've done that a few times. Mm-hmm. So when I used to run cycles, I would do that. Because mm-hmm. um, I'd be like on orals and shit. And I would just go out with friends. And that's when I didn't even drink pop. Yeah. So I would just drink water or like a lemonade. And it wasn't bad. Yeah. It, it I just would. like kind of lo- like I would like to, to, I guess, practice the socialization aspect of it. Of mm-hmm. like... Well, that's yeah. something I dealt with with going out with you and your your family for Spot the Shot. Mm-hmm. Was like we every bar we'd go to. Uh, hey, do you guys got any coffee? And yeah. like every bar I went to, hey, you guys got any coffee? They just look at me like, no, we don't have fucking coffee. Do you want a beer? And I'm like, I have a Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the like one bar that had coffee, all of us got coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, dude. 
And it, they charge us a dollar a coffee. Yeah. And it didn't even matter. I'm like, yeah, bro, here you go. Here's a tip. Yeah. That's like one thing that irritates me is like we were at Ray's. Mm-hmm. Remember we were, so this this is what was great. When we got Ray's, I'm like, it's like 8 p.m. And I didn't want to drink. And I didn't even give a fuck if I'm up late. So I'm like, hey, you guys got any coffee? And the guy's like, no, but want me to make a batch for you? And he's like, if I make a batch, so is more than one you drinking it? And I was like, yeah, all four of us are getting coffee if you make it. Mm-hmm. And the dude's like, okay, done. Yeah. Made coffee, charged a dollar a pop. I left like a $10 tip. I'm like, because you fucking made us coffee, you get a $10 tip. That's more than I would have tipped you for beer because you're willing to get me coffee. 100%. And the coffee cost nothing. Yeah. Right? And so, but. The I, water probably costed more than the coffee at that point. Right, right. Just kidding. Right. Well, so, I, and I just don't think a lot of bars think about that a lot no right because it's it's such a stigma in like the u.s mm-hmm. or sorry not the use in wisconsin to drink mm-hmm. especially northern wisconsin is like you drink or you die right like because like, what else are you going to do especially in the winter time right so yeah that's one cool thing um the, the main thing we want to talk about is in the back of the 75 hard book uh i haven't read it i just read the last 10 pages that Sean i made her read the last 10 pages mm-hmm. for this um once Kyle is done reading it, then I'll read it. But Sean got to read it. Uh, do you think just reading the book alone is helpful? Like, even if you don't do 75 hard, do you think reading the book is valuable? Yes. Is going to make you want to do 75 hard. Right. So, yeah, just reading the book is very valuable. And that's why I had you read the last 10 pages. Because mm-hmm. the last 10 pages, with or without 75 hard, is phenomenal. And that's yeah. why I wanted you to read it. Um, but... It just, it goes in, like, once you read the book, you'll want to do it. Yeah. Once you get to the last page, it's like a challenge of, like, hey, motherfucker, after you just read 200 pages of personal development and, and mental strength, mental toughness, are you really not going to take the first fucking step and start this shit? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, damn, you're right. But we already, I just finished it this morning, or last night. Yeah, we're already 15 days. 15 days in when I finished it. Yeah. So, um, here's the thing with it. So here's the the main. Do you want to hand me the book? Yeah, my my favorite part of the whole book, the last the last ten pages was in the frequent frequently asked questions. Um, this is something I struggle with, and I know a lot of people struggle with massively. Mm-hmm. I've tried. I I do reprogram myself, but there's. There's one topic in general I don't and I need to, mm-hmm. okay? And it's don't focus on the consequence. Focus on the outcome, mm-hmm. okay? And so right now we're sacrificing. Mm-hmm. So we're running 75 hard and we are sacrificing sweets. We're sacrificing drinking. We're time. S- we're sacrificing some time. However, we did find out we got a lot more fucking time in the day. Yeah. Uh, cell phones. Uh, you can take out a lot of time, but not being able to scroll on Instagram. I've, I was or take back a lot of time? Hour, hour and eight minutes less per day last week. Oh, well, I haven't even checked mine. <clears throat> um, And that was from the first week of the full first week of doing it. And mm-hmm. so, like, I am down, like, two hours a day from when, from start, like. Mm. This from, goes back to, like, when my dad first uh, went to the hospital. yeah. yeah. We discovered we had a lot more time because instead of being able to scroll on Instagram, I had to go to the hospital. Right. So, um, so that we're sacrificing right now these things, which is drinking cheat meals. Mm-hmm. Okay. But instead of thinking about every day, instead of thinking about, man, I wish I could have drank that fucking beer. I wish I could have ate that pizza at the, at the whatever. Instead of thinking about that, think of the outcome. And the outcome is, dude, in 75 days, I'm going to be so fucking dialed in that that fucking beer is not going to phase me. Mm-hmm. That fucking shitty topper's pizza ain't going to phase me, mm-hmm. right? So you'll be like dialed in that the outcome is I'm thinking how fucking mentally tough I'm going to be. I'm thinking, damn, dude, my little bit of love handles I got, that shit's going to be tight. Mm-hmm. That's going to be tightened up. Um in in 75 days so instead of thinking of the sacrifice Mm -hmm. think of the outcome and then anytime you think of that sacrifice you have to call yourself out Mm -hmm. and redirect and redirect yourself back to it yeah do it's just like fucking 
working with group home guys, mm-hmm. you have to fucking call call out the behavior and then redirect them. Mm-hmm. Or like scare them. So like a lot of times you just like, just like yell hey at them. And right. And be like, oh, can you go do this for me? Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I can't. Oh, fuck, dude. I, I need to do more CPI training stuff. I, I'm a little out of practice with it. But yeah, it's like, um, uh, it's, it's something like stop and mm-hmm. redirect. Yeah. So it's like you boom. You shock them. Shock them. Shock and redirect. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Maybe I should be teaching those CPI classes. Yeah, seriously. Anyways, um, go go in more on what you think about that. On the stop and redirect, or no, on the like what I said about the outcome. Yeah, it goes. It we've talked about this before. Like, if you think about falling, you're gonna fall. Like, if you're hiking or whatever, if you're just like, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall, you're gonna fall. I've I've fucking done this. Mm-hmm. We just talked about it. With the fucking roof thing the other day. So Sam's like, Sean, if you ever think about falling, because Kyle and I were roofing last week, she's mm-hmm. like, if you think you're going to fall off the roof. Mm-hmm. Put your harness on. Put your harness on. And I was just like, oh, I think about falling off all the time. But I don't think, I don't think like I'm going to fall off. I go, damn, dude, I could fall off, right? Yeah. And she brought up the knife example I told her about. Back when I was working with Nate, um, I was up on the ladder and I was doing fuck was i doing weren't you like on trusses and you had to like cut something off or something no i was up on a ladder and i was um i was trimming a piece of j channel yeah so i was i was cutting a piece of j channel uh with my knife and i was like in my brain i was like dude i'm gonna cut myself the next cut i cut myself Mm. and i like gashed the shit out of myself i had to go down i was like nate i fucked up and i like wrapped it up and he's like did you fucking think you're gonna cut yourself and I was like, oh, yeah, dude, the, the second before I cut myself, I thought I was going to cut myself. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, if you ever have that thought, you get down, you fucking – You stop. You stop. You stop working. You fix your brain and you get back to work. He's like, I can't tell you the amount of times I've thought I'm going to cut myself. I'm going to hit myself. I'm going to whatever. And he says it immediately happens. Mm-hmm. He's like, if that thought comes in your brain, you have to stop work, redirect your brain, mm-hmm. and then get back to it. One of the best examples he used is NASCAR driving. Yeah. Um, Because one of his friends does it, and so he's gotten to do it. And they say the best NASCAR drivers, if they start, well, let's go with the worst. The worst NASCAR drivers, or like the the newbies, when they start veering towards the wall, they look at the wall. And because they're looking at their wall, their brain automatically directs them to the wall, and they usually hit it. But experienced drivers will just keep looking forward, straight down, and they've correct themselves to stop going towards the wall because that's where their vision is pointed dude that's why i told i brought, I brought up drifting to you the other day because mm-hmm. i used to i used to have an iron state so i used to drift around all the time and i used to be able to like if there's two parked cars i used to be able to like drift between the parked cars that's exactly why i didn't even pay attention to the cars now i see the cars first mm-hmm. before i didn't see the cars i just saw the i just saw the road you just saw the drift challenge yeah i yeah. just i saw like i saw the path and i'd hit the path mm-hmm. I remember there's uh there was uh i was drifting down around like somewhere down eau claire by um back behind the so you know down by the college um the apartments down by the college where just local foods is yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah. Yeah, yeah so i was down in that area and I was just driving and there was this corner and it was a really tight corner and then there was a car a little ways out. Mm-hmm. I, like I see the car, I know the corner and I don't even think. I just freaking rip it. And I was with Kyle and he's like fucking holding on for dear life and I'm just like focused in the road, just drifting inches, inches from smoking a curb and then like within a foot of smoking a car and I'm just like... Whoosh. No worries, just on through, right? Mm-hmm. And Kyle's like, what the fuck? How did you crash? And I was just like, I didn't think about it. I didn't even notice the car. You didn't, it's, it's, not even, it's not even there. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what he's saying. Yeah. I um, And now reading this, I have noticed, and it's not like I've purposely done it, but like we've talked about this, and you're just like, well, there's like still time for us to fail. And I haven't even thought about failing. I just oh, yeah. keep thinking about like, man, this is gonna be so cool when we finish this. Yeah, like I'm gonna be so excited June 14th when we're on our last day. Like, right. I've only been thinking about finishing it. Nah, I haven't even awesome. thought about failing. Yeah, why? Well, like the couple times I thought about failing, I'm like, yeah, it just ain't. Mm. I can't. I can't do it. I guess when I think about failing, it's not like I am gonna fail this. It's just like, man, that beer would taste really good right now, and then it'd be like, ah, oh, but it's gonna be so cool to finish this. Oh yeah, dude. It's not even like. A- yeah. 
But, but that's the redirect part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you think about it, you're like, damn, that piece of chocolate would be good. But you're like, nah, dude. Mm. In, in fucking 75 days, I'm going to be so dialed. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I usually uh, just, woo, Jesus, just flail around. I usually, uh, especially with food, I redirect myself with, like, eating something different. So, like, I really wanted a beer the other night. So I was just like, oh, I'm going to have some chicken broth. Yeah. Or, like, I'll redirect my mind into drinking something else besides water. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's – it's this. I highly recommend this book in general. I just – it's so – and I think it's going to help Sean and I a lot in business because now I feel like with any business ventures we go into or, like, even tutors of life, like, I'm only going to think of the outcome now. Yes. So, like – I know in order to take this where I want to, I'm going to have to sacrifice some time with Sean and Mimi. Mimi usually just comes up and lays down anyways. Mm-hmm. So it um, doesn't matter too much. But I know I do need to sacrifice some time um, to get to where I want. And I'm only going to focus on where I want to take Tutors of Life. Yeah. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sean even highlighted stuff. You guys should be impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've uh, this is one thing I've thought about a lot that's really like stumped me up is um is like cars because i've had so many different cars Mm -hmm. for like the instant gratification of getting like cars Mm -hmm. and and because i'm always thinking about the sacrifice of if i don't get this then like someone else is gonna get it and i won't get the deal or like if i don't get this i don't get to experience it and all that shit and um and, I, and I'm like, well, I, I don't know if I can go a year without, like, a toy car. Like, yeah. Because, dude, I've, like, the only time I didn't have a toy was the first three years of starting Stable Living. Stable Living. Yeah. Other than that, I've always had a toy car. Since, like, 17, I've had, mm. no, nah, 16. Since I got my license, I've always had some sort of, like, summer toy car. Yeah. And so it's, like, for those three years with Stable Living was the only time I didn't. And it was, like somehow or like then i was okay with the sacrifice because i knew i was like looking at the outcome yeah and i was okay with but like lately now that i've gotten a few dollars to my name again um i i have a i i look at the sacrifice and i'm like well fuck how could i go a whole summer without a toy or like you know but but what i need to focus on and the outcome i need to focus on and like the vision i need to focus on is like if i just don't and i just save for a year i'm not driving a fucking ten thousand dollar corvette anymore like i'm not driving a fucking whatever few like a eight thousand dollar rx8 or whatever it is right it's like no if i just save and i sacrifice and i don't think about the sacrifice i think of the outcome in a year i'll be driving like a 40 grand porsche Mm -hmm. and i just gotta like and we've Calculated out uh, at one point, Sean did the cost he's put into registering <laughs> all of the cars he has. Yeah, so it's yeah, it was but, like a ridiculous amount. It's over thirty grand now. Yeah, so you could have bought a Porsche. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's something that like I've actually kind of like pumped the brakes a little bit recently, and I have to constantly remind myself mm-hmm. is like. The amount of money I've spent on cycling through these vehicles that I've never like truly loved mm-hmm. or wanted, I could have when I when I turned sixteen, I could have got my parents to co-sign and I could have bought a thirty thousand dollar car or truck. Um, that's just registration fees. That's just registration fees. That doesn't include all the money I've put in, mm-hmm. all the like fix up. All the like money I've lost on some of the sales, um, it doesn't include interest payments, loan payments. It doesn't yeah, include nothing. any of that. That is, I could have bought a thirty thousand dollar vehicle just for what I've spent in registration costs alone. And back then, at sixteen, that vehicle I could have bought for thirty grand is like crazy, mm-hmm. right? It would have been, I would have been in love with that quality of a vehicle mm-hmm. and now 10 yeah 10 years 11 12 jesus fuck 12 years later um because you got to think that be that have been a 2011 pickup truck mm-hmm. i got a 2008 pickup truck i could have bought 
a fucking nicer truck than that, mm-hmm. brand new, that I have. And had it paid off, and you could have traded it up very easily. It had paid off. I could have traded it up, whatever. I could have had it, loved it, customized it, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd be so much farther ahead. But And think of the money I wouldn't have spent. I would have had that truck through Stable Living paid off. Yeah. I wouldn't have had to like fluctuate through all these shitty vehicles and all this stuff. That I need to I need to look at the outcome and not the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And um and and that's where I'm really, really stumped up. Um and, and that goes into psychology of money. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So And like that that's the main point of like seventy five hard is to make you like mentally tough and to like think about those things. And I honestly think us doing this is gonna help us in a lot of different aspects. I've slowed down on buying Legos lately because I think about the fact of, yes, a lot of them will go up in price in the next five, ten years. But if I'm just saving my investing money and, like, reinvesting in other things, it's not going to matter that it went up 20, 30, 40. And some of them actually have gone up 100% though. Yeah. Um. It's not gonna matter because we're gonna just be able to be like, oh, whatever. This Lego set's a thousand dollars. Sure. Matter. So that's like something I've also been trying to like think about when just with my hobbies of Legos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of them I still will buy. Um. And like there is one now that Sean and I have looked that it it's gone up one hundred and fifty percent. Um. The Porsche. I know. Fucked up. Yeah. Um. We still gotta get that. So that might be like there might be some that we buy now, just because they have already increased so much. Um, but we're definitely more. I'm more conscious of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I just see? Oh, this also plays really well. Uh, I'm really happy you're going to read the four agreements after this. Oh yeah, because it plays really well into this. Okay. Because mm-hmm. um, he talks about like a, a lot of like the mental things of this, like. I'm totally blanking on the actual four agreements. Um, but, like, a lot of it is uh, sticking to those agreements that you've made to yourself. So, like, it, it like being doing the four agreements is going to make you a mentally tough person in its own. Right. So it plays really well with doing 75 hard. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, very, very happy you're reading that after this. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. So like, cause I've been listening to Andy for for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I highly recommend listening to his podcast, real AF and checking out his stuff. Oh, well, his CTI episode from Friday was banging. It really just teaches you about the world. Yeah. Dude. Sometimes I listen to that shit two or three times. Actually, um, my, f- one of my like favorite episodes with him as of recent um was the one with cody um oh, cody, cody sanchez. sanchez um phenomenal i'll pull it up for you guys so you can get an episode number that was one of my favorite episodes by far we talked about that on the show yeah we have talked about uh, it on da, here da, 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 da. Uh, and i love the fact too that like right he even says like he gets to walk around with such swagger and confidence because like he's the men- like he's so mentally tough like he just can do anything he puts his mind to because that's just how his mind works. Because he, he thinks of the outcome and he's just like, I'm going to get there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so episode 494, Small Business Revolution in America with Cody Sanchez. It's a two-parter, isn't it? Yeah, it's a two-parter. So it's 494. 495? Wait, or, no. No, it probably I don't, stays the same. no hers, hers isn't. Hers oh, no. isn't a two-parter. Uh, Eric Spofford right before was a two-parter. Mm. But yeah, no, it was um that that one was a beautiful one. But so I've been listening to his content for so long and so when did I start doing it? It was last year, probably October September of last year I started doing the priorities. He yeah. always talks about five priorities. Mm-hmm. Um so I do I do anywhere from 3 to 5 priorities a day depending on my day. Because sometimes I just work construction all day and I don't even have five priorities to right. do. And so. And you got to be careful with them too because, like, Sean was having issues with completing his. 
because it would be dependent on other people. Yeah, it was. I was getting tough. Uh, a few of the things were like, oh, uh, so like I'll have this. I'll ha-. so what I used to do is like I'll have the house drywalled by the end of the day, and then a worker wouldn't show up, and I'm like, sure, I could have this done by the end of the day if I stay here till two a.m. Yeah, by myself. But it's like, well, so I started doing it where like my thing is like I'll be. Like, I will drywall today. Like, yeah. drywall for... At least you get to hours. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just, you know. And so, I started taking off reliance of people completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's things that I'll put, like... Um, some of the things I, w- I do now is, like, I will put something on my daily priorities, mm-hmm. and I will try to delegate it. And if I can't delegate it, I'll have to do it. Yeah. Um, and so that's stuff that I, that's cool. But anyway, so I've been doing that. Um, I fill out a daily planner, fill out my three to five priorities every day. And I've been doing that for since like October. Mm-hmm. And the goal is like win as many days as possible. And I've won so many more and I've lost. Mm-hmm. Like I've won way more and I've lost. And, uh, and that's just something that already like I've been slowly doing things like taking things from from these people I listen to, like Andy, and implementing them in my life, and it just helps so much with like the discipline of actually making sure I'm getting shit done. Yeah. And I notice this if I put something on like a to do list, like just shit that needs to get to someday, I don't really get to it. Mm-hmm. If I put that bitch up on a priority, you get to it, and I'm like, I'm gonna fail the day if I do not do this my chances of doing it goes up so, so much. Mm-hmm. So, so much. It's why it is nice to, like, have the combination of them. There is also uh, the 333 rule. Because um, it's, like, the three priorities. Three habits and three. Three maintenance. Yeah. Three maintenance, three habits, three priorities. Yeah. So, it's good to have, like, a giant to-do list. Because then, like, when you know you have time, like... Or just put one of those things on your priorities every single day until you dwindle that to-do list down. Yeah, yeah. It is just nice to get a lot of those things out of your head and on paper. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What I noticed, though, is, like, just getting some of that shit down on paper throughout, like, the month. I'll go back and I'll look at, like, our VTO, like, our Mm -hmm. to-do list. And I'll be like, oh, shit, got that done, got that done, got that done, got that. And it's like... It's like kind of like the vision thing. Like it's there, it's in plain sight, but you're not paying attention to it completely. But just by being there, it like gets done. Yeah. I That's what I did the other day through my journal is I like went through and like crossed off things I wrote down to do just throughout my journal. And I was like, oh, I did actually do that. And then I um, made a to-do list on my OneNote on my phone now. So then I can also just like look at, or like I can add things whenever because right. I don't carry my journal everywhere. So right. mm-hmm. it's nice to have that now. But I was able to take so many things off because I was like, oh shit, I did actually do this. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's kind of what we wanted to talk about. Is yeah, yeah. Mentally it's... toughness and thinking about the future was mainly the main part. The big thing, the main thing. Mm-hmm. Think about the outcome, not the sacrifice. And if you do think of the sacrifice, redirect yourself. Mm. Call yourself out, redirect yourself, and think on the outcome. Because mm. the reason we're doing anything is for the outcome. Yeah. And comfort is not king. Dude, right. if you're the, the best, the best, everybody, you should be the main plot of your movie. You should be the main character in a movie. Mm-hmm. So if you're not challenging yourself and you're not building a good story, a good plot, there's not a single movie or book that doesn't have sacrifice in it mm-hmm. to build up the character. Right. Like there's always sacrifice. There's always struggles to build up a character. So like the end of the movies, like, or the end of the books, like, bam, damn, dude, they had a fucking good story. Yeah. If a lot of motherfuckers, if someone wrote a book or made a movie about your life. Make it interesting. No, I'm saying like if somebody did to most people, mm. they would be extras in their own fucking movie. Oh, yeah. 100%. They would just be like fucking that would no one would watch it. It would be horrible. Were you just telling me about that? What's up? 
What was that on Andy's podcast? No, uh, Rob Bailey talked about it. Talks about it all the time. About how like you're a character in your movie, and you like you're a main character, and you see people. Where did I just read this? Um, you have people in your movie, right? So like you gotta pretend you're sitting in a movie theater, and there's a person in front of you, and it's you, and you're watching a movie about your life, and so you see all these like characters like your mother your husband your brothers your sisters and it's through your eyes so they're portrayed how you see them but then you go to the next movie theater and it's your spouse sitting there and it's your spouse's movie and it just it it, then you see how they portray you in their movie all right i don't know who the fuck talks about that i never heard that one before oh my gosh i don't remember where i just listened to it it might be in the four agreements or the fifth agreement maybe um but it, it goes on to talk about like it makes you think how other people are perceiving you because like it, it goes on and on like think about how your brother is perceiving you in their movie and it says it like really it really makes you think about how you perceive yourself and how other per- people perceive you because mm. right like i mean there's we've even talked about it like there are people in our lives that like we think things about them but we've recently learned like how they think about themselves and it's completely different how we perceive them right like how they present themselves Mm -hmm. is way different than how they think they present themselves yes Mm -hmm. yeah 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 that that goes ties into like the ego shit yeah so sorry that was like a little bit off of a thing but it is something to think about like it is part of the mental toughness is like thinking about how you're presenting yourself to others yeah how the people are perceiving you Mm -hmm. i'll have to figure out where that's from yeah that's pretty sick that's a different way to think about it that Mm -hmm. is there's a there's an aspect of like i don't do it i'm not completely transparent and honest with most people about how they are to me because i tend to be nicer Mm -hmm. i don't i don't try to be like yeah dude you fucking suck in this realm because x y and z or like you really crush it here but you lack here Mm -hmm. i'm not really i don't i don't often be too honest with a lot of people Mm -hmm. when it would hurt their feelings mm-hmm. and it so that the point of it is not to do that ah, just so you interesting know. yeah it's just it it's just to make you think of like how others are perceiving you sure no because that that we discussed the other day was why why should i ruin like your happiness because i think differently no no the whole point to think about the movie is like how you come off to other people to oh, think about how you okay, come okay, off to other people. Okay, okay, that mm-hmm. makes more sense. Yeah, 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 that makes more sense. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, yeah, you don't need to call people out, but like, oh, this is how you act in my movie or whatever. No, 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 no. that makes more sense. Yep, because we've talked that's something else we've talked about. So that has a lot to do with like writing your obituary, yeah. yeah, 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 that's like right in line with that. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot because, yeah, when, when you write your own obituary and you write it down how you think people would talk about you at your funeral and the things you've accomplished and the things you haven't accomplished. Yeah. You got to chase that with some water. Yeah. And what you realize is at least if where you're at right now, if you write like you died today and then you take it, how people would talk about you today and the things you've done, you might not be too happy with your obituary. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you write it how if you died at like a ripe age of 100, if you want to die at 100, and you write your obituary how you would want mm-hmm. people to talk about you at 100, holy fuck, does it make you think about what you're doing and how people perceive you and how you're treating people? Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like the last thing you want is to fucking die at 30 years old and people go, wow, is he a fucking arrogant dick? Right. Like, you know, they would say some nice shit. Right? That's your thing. Like, oh, yeah, he worked hard, but Jesus Christ, was he arrogant, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and I don't like, at my aunt's funeral, um, I mean, she did die young, but she had people coming that have known, that knew her, like, growing up or whatever, never stayed in contact with her, and they came to her funeral and were just like, so how'd she die? Jesus Christ. Like, that's how, they were asking her, my, like, my mom and my other aunts that question. It's just like. That's why are you here? Sh- right. Like, why 
why does that matter but that i like not saying that's like that's a poor sense of character for her but obviously like she she must not have like do, uh, do you know what i'm trying to say no i don't she didn't make like her life like outstanding i guess like she didn't she just went to work mm-hmm. was a mom and like just repeated that like simple cycle mm-hmm. so like she didn't think about in my obituary like what do i want people to talk to me about oh, mm-hmm. you know what i'm like mm-hmm. saying like obviously she she lived a great life right in her, her world right but it was nothing like that shined to other people does that make sense she didn't make a great impact on others around her yes yeah. yes 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 mm-hmm. not saying you have to but that is like something to think about like do you want people to talk about how she was such a great mother and that like it's so sad for mm-hmm. her children mm-hmm. child or do you want them to ask how she died yeah yeah no that's absolutely true yeah absolutely yeah that's kind of a morbid example no, but that is that something that goes happened in my right life. back in <laughs> That goes right back into thinking on the outcome, not the sacrifice. Yes. Because, like, if you think about who the fuck you want to be when you die, mm-hmm. then you're thinking of the outcome. You're not thinking of the sacrifice to get there. Like, oh, you know what? I want to be the best mom ever, so I, maybe I'm not going to do pool league mm-hmm. or, what you know, whatever it may be. I want to make an impact on my friends, so I'm going to make sure I call a friend once a day yeah. and check in. Yeah. And so instead of instead of scrolling, instead of not being able to scroll Instagram for 10 minutes a day, you call one friend a day mm-hmm. during that time. What a sacrifice. That's honestly kind of something um now that like my high school best friend is pregnant, like I've kind of been thinking about like how do I want to be perceived to her first child? Right? Like sure. do I want to like cuz we always like talked about being friends forever and stuff and like what can I do? to make sure that like we stay friends and that like when her kids grow up like they know me and you as like their other aunt and uncle or something you mm-hmm. know what i mean right mm-hmm. yep. and like even to quinn and claire mm-hmm. i'm a lot different of an aunt than i am to all of my biological nieces mm-hmm. and nephews i was also eight years old when they were born so yep. it is quite a bit different yep that changes things <laughs> yeah um but still, like, it is something that you do have to think about. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, so I, this talk was, kind of, or this tutor was kind of about mental toughness and, like, different parts of your mental, the mental game of life, really. Uh, you got to think about the outcome. You have to think about how other people are perceiving you. Um, don't think about the consequences. Don't think about the negatives. That was another thing he said in this Don't book. Do not think about the negatives. Mm-hmm. Like, shut it off. Redirect. Mm-hmm. Always think about the positives. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Not enough people are doing anything near that. No, right now, it, the world is just too much negative. All the media is negative. All Everything on Facebook and whatever is negative. People, it's so funny because influencers only show the positives. Your real family and friends only share the negatives. Hmm. That's really neat. Where the mm-hmm. hell did you hear that? I didn't. I just made that up. Damn. That's cool. But that's, that's something one. I've like I I've seen people post about is influencers don't show their negative sides. But I do, that's something that's powerful with like Rob's coaching group. Mm-hmm. Is he does his wins and losses mm-hmm. every day or every, once a week he does his wins and losses. So you see like firsthand like business life at fucking Mach 10 mm-hmm. is by no means a beautiful thing. Yeah. Or like, no, I shouldn't say that. It's a beautiful thing. It's by no means a comfortable thing. Yeah. And people might think and, and they'll look at him or look at other people. Yeah. You know, I think he says net worth around 40 mil, 30, yeah. 40 mil. You look at somebody like that and you look at their social media, which he is honest on his social media yeah, too. Yeah, he is. But like you'll look at that shit, you'll see the cars, you'll see the warehouse, you'll see his wife, you'll see all the traveling and you think, wow, that guy's got it made. Mm. Do what you don't see is the fact that that motherfucker's on the road traveling 25 out of 30 days In a, a month. month. Yeah. 
you don't see all the the trials and tribulations he has in business, the key players he has who quit the company or mm-hmm. move to go do something else or yeah. whatever, and he's got to find out how to fill those roles. The you don't see the different like partnership changes he has in companies because people decide they want to go a different way in a partnership, and mm-hmm. so he's got to meet new partners and he's got to get used to new partners and how they want to run the company yeah. and all this shit and what you see or what you take away is you think oh wow that must be fucking nice mm-hmm. must be nice he's got half a dozen porsches mm-hmm. you know must be nice he's got a huge warehouse and three personal gyms must be nice mm-hmm. but what we didn't see was him sleeping on a bed in his office right for fucking nine months or whatever yeah yeah um so yeah i it, you got to play an interesting line there right like the negative people need to share more positive in their lives the positive people i I think for influential people it is good to show your negative side because it shows people like us that they are real people that it is okay to make mistakes it is okay to have issues and tribulations i agree and why that's tough and why most people don't do that is because they don't focus on the negative Mm -hmm. which it's good yeah but because you yeah what what you're asking or what we're asking of those people is to everything they say not to do they have to do for us to see Mm -hmm. so like don't focus on the negative redirect focus on the outcome focus on on you winning and then you go oh but hey go ahead and tell us about all your losses and how shitty it was but i guess too now that i'm thinking about it i prefer to scroll instagram where it's like not really people i know right it's all the influential people that it's mainly positive stuff Mm. I like scrolling that way more than I like to scroll my Facebook because it's just like people that I know and posting all their problems. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's one thing that I don't like about some of the channels I follow is like there is so much, so much of it points out <coughs> like the negative shit going on with mm-hmm. like politics and shit and like freedoms are trying to take away. and um, And it also shows like places there's pure like true corruption Mm -hmm. but nothing gets done about it and that shit can kind of like funk up your day a little bit Mm -hmm. um yeah there's like times where like sean and i get like angry i guess not at each other but just at like how fucked up the world is and then it just fucks up your whole day because then you're already in an angry mood well that goes yeah that goes into like a lot of the homesteading natural shit we see Mm -hmm. is like yeah you have to see it to know or you have to learn about it to know because, dude, like, how much better do we feel now that we drink well water or filtered water only and not tap water? Right. Like, so much goddamn better. How much better do we feel getting rid of, like, all the seed oils and having pretty much only whole foods? How much better do we so feel that, better. like, Mimi has a better diet now? Oh, right. Absolutely. Mimi stopped drinking city water because it wasn't good. Yeah, for, like, dude, she didn't drink water for, like, two months. We're like, what the fuck, dude? How are you alive? Mm-hmm. And then we started giving her well water. She just slurps that shit up. Yep. Um... And it's shit like that that like you have it's part of the struggle and the sacrifice you have to notice the negative mm. to then find the outcome and the outcome is for us to feel a lot better live a lot mm. healthier life than the positive which is the positive mm-hmm. yeah love that shit anyways that was kind of a lot of topics a lot of mental things yeah i hope you guys enjoyed it hope you get some knowledge for this upcoming week for you to crush it hell yeah um there was something oh as you can see sean and kyle started a new company we got the pierre on two transformations two transformations the website's not up and running because it broke um but it will be up and running hopefully after today we'll yeah. see probably um, not yeah pretty much yeah what happened there was like um kyle and i we do business like parallel yeah so, so they each own their own home improvement company yeah separately and so we decided like we just combine efforts and do everything together to make it easier make it make it easier make it better make it all one thing make it a real business not just Mm. two parallel entities yeah um i want to make some tutors of life apparel so if you agree hit hit me up so then i can rub it in sean's face so we should make some Sounds good. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it, and we will catch you on the next one. See ya.